This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode number 166 of the Stable Scoop radio show on the Horse Radio Network. Farriers Among Feathers. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Equestrian Collections at equestriancollections.com. You can find Uncle Jimmy's at uncle-jimmy's.com. And Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the Stable, it's every week. They bring you the news through hail, hot water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop Cause it's time again for Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop This is Glenn the Geek And this is Helena B And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show On the Horse Radio Network Well howdy Helena Well howdy Glenn Back How for are you? another week of fun we are. I almost didn't make it this week. I know. You're just trying to ruin my day. I know. I feel so bad. You know it's bad when somebody sends you an email with the words, uh-oh, in the subject line. Yes. Especially you. Because that know. means I can't make it today. Something happened. It's Broke been really tough. It's been really tough. I go to physical therapy an hour away, and it's like an hour and a half of PT. So I'm losing like 10 hours a week, you know, just going back and forth to physical therapy. So everything else has to be fit into, you know, the rest of the time, including the farrier who was supposed to come today and unfortunately had to cancel. Of course. That's what farriers do. Okay, they, but, po- they postpone and ruin the rest of your day and then they wait three hours and they cancel. <laughs> however, however, this guy was great because he called, not only did he call to say he was going to be late, he called back to say then it was, he was going to be late, late, late. And can we reschedule for Sunday? So I give him credit for, for calling. A lot of guys just don't show up or they show up eight hours late. Right. Yeah, well, that's good. So at yeah. least, you know, what did, they do, what did they do before cell phones? I don't know. They must have went of, into the house and called, you know. A lot of people died young from God, stress. Does it seem like a hundred years ago when we didn't have cell phones? It seems like 100 years ago. I remember my first one. It was a big Motorola. I like the same one, the bag. Did you have the bag? Uh, no, uh, I never used the bag. I no, had the I didn't. Bag have phone. Phone. You had the bag phone. I had the. I was before you. I had the bag phone that you put in your car. The phone was actually in this case. The car phone. So, I remember it was so that. So damn big. <laughs> I remember them. I did not have one at the time. Well, you know, you're a few years older than me, so you were in that that buying. I was, and I was working as, in sales outside sales then. <laughs> so. You know, as an outside salesman, I, I wanted the first one. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. No, I had the, um, yeah, it was a Motorola, looked like a boat, looked like a, yes. something you would play Battleship with. And now my phone is so tiny, I can't even find it in my tiny little purse. I know. <laughs> I know. Like and I, now that your phones have more computing power than your computer does. And it's funny because it, it, when it rings, it's in my bag, and it's so small I can't find it, but it lights up, so my whole bag glows. <laughs> I still can't find it. <laughs> well, uh, we have some fun for, for everybody today because we have a champion on. Um, mm-hmm. 
We have a girl named coming up a little bit later called Courtney Casey, and uh, I think she's a teenager. We're going to find out, but I don't think she's very old. So let's call her a young woman. Young woman. And she uh, just won the North American High Point Championship with her, and I know you love these. Oh, my gosh. And the more I see them, the more I love them, with her three-year-old gypsy stallion named Diesel. He is pretty, pretty, oh. pretty, pretty. Now, one of the things, I've, we've done shows on gypsy vanners before, and this particular gypsy seems to be more uh, drafty than the others I've seen. You know, really built like a draft horse. Well, I think there's the, the um, well, Courtney is with uh, Feathered Gold Stables, and on their website, they actually describe, there's like a collection of gypsy horses. So you got the Gypsy Cobb, the Gypsy Vanner, the Irish Cobb, Tinker, Traveler's Horse. So I think maybe these subsets of Gypsy Horses might have different features, such as one being more drafty or finer boned than the other. Well, how would you like to take care of those manes and tails, which come down to the ground? I love it because I love manes and tails and feathers. And how you know, about Shoshin? A, you think you'd have to buy stock in Shoshin? I would come up with something homemade that would probably, <laughs> because there would be, uh, yeah, I would be out there all the time. I want one so bad. They are I want pretty. so bad they just to have this is like I, I'm a really economical person and I'm pretty like I don't believe in breeding dogs or cats for sale. You know, go to the shelter, adopt, go to your equine rescue, get a horse. But there's a small part of me that secretly wants two <laughs> things. I want a totally tricked out, blinged out, pimped up Cadillac Escalade to pull my horse trailer with. I don't know why I just do. I'm not like that, but I do. And I want a gypsy horse in my backyard that I can ride. There you go. Those are my two, those are maybe my two luxury items if I ever win the lottery. There you go. Hey, I, instead of the Escalade, I have an alternative for you. We what? had the guy on, for, we had the national sales director for Jeep on with us last week on the morning show. Yeah. Because we just bought a Jeep, so we got him on. And he's a horse guy. You should hear all of the cool stuff. That they they have in the Grand Cherokee now, in in the upper level Grand Cherokee, yeah. they have a system that raises raises it and lowers the vehicle by eleven inches. Wow! So when you want to get out of the car, you can lower it down and let your older your mother out, and she doesn't have to step bed down like that. And or if you're off roading, you can raise it up the whole eleven inches. <clears throat> Or you can use the automatic backup system to the hitch that will automatically back you up to the hitch, lower the car below the hitch level, and then raise it back up onto the hitch. Holy cow. Yes. <laughs> I know. I did. It was, uh, I was like, I didn't know they had that. We bought the wrong yeah, but does one. it does it have enough does it have enough engine power to pull a <clears throat> solid two horse trailer? Oh yeah, we're using it for ours. Jennifer uh, is hauling with ours, and ours it doesn't. Uh, our Liberty doesn't pull as much as the Grand Cherokees, and we we're hauling a two horse trailer with two horses in it. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I'll have so, to take another look at the Jeep then. Yeah, but the I Jeep's still definitely uh, an interesting uh, critter when it comes to hauling. I was so, go back and listen to last Thursday's horses in the morning. And you'll hear him talk. It was fascinating, actually. Hmm. He's a neat guy. That's but anyway, so, that's off the topic. I'm sorry. That is off the top. Well, you know, I took you there. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, so, you know, Cadillac, Gypsy, horse, same thing. Same thing. And we're going to talk <laughs> to them one. in just a minute. I have my tech pick of the week, which is going to be pretty quick, but very helpful. Speaking of farriers, 
And But first, we're going to talk about blankets and blankets and more blankets because it's that blanket time of year. You need new blankets. You know what? We had, we had a, speaking of the morning show, we had a guy on today talking about blankets. He's the blanket cleaner, the official blanket cleaner here in, uh, here in Kentucky. He cleans all the blankets for the big R- Richie Farms. Yeah, and he was talking the big Richie Farms. And he said, you know, once your blanket, it sits around, you should have brought it in the spring because you didn't, and you left it sit around just like we did, and I'm sure you did, and you let it sit around all summer, and it grew bacteria, and all those little bacteria guys are eating their way at the blanket, and that's going to cause your blanket to biodegrade even faster. So your blanket stinks, and it smells bad, and it's got holes in it now because you didn't take care of it. Blah, 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 blah. It's Get a new true, one. Though, because you know what? We didn't do ours either. So... Poor Beaker, we had to get his blanket washed right now, and he's waiting for it. Um, so, so you want to take a look at a new blanket, you need to go to EquestrianCollections.com because they have over 20 different manufacturers of blankets right on their website. You can find a blanket that fits your horse, that fits your horse's needs. Like Beaker has certain needs because he's a quarter horse and has that funny quarter horse chest. And it needs a different kind of neck hole, so there's a certain kind of blanket we get him, and that we can find that at Equestrian Collection. As a matter of fact, I think Jennifer just ordered one. So it's that time of year. It's 40 degrees, pouring down rain here for the last two days in Lexington. People are starting to think about waterproof blankets. You're going to find the blanket that you need at the price you can afford at equestriancollections.com. Buy it today. Well, my tech pick of the week, Helena, is a website I came across called eFarriers.com. Have you ever heard of that one? No, this is new to me. Okay, speaking of farriers, you, you have a good farrier. He called and all that stuff. But if you've got a crappy farrier that you're just sick of and you just got to get rid of that guy, you know, he's just, he's just been a pain or that woman. Well, you can now go to eFarriers.com, and that is your official farrier partner. And that's sort of like having a farrier in your pocket. Well, more like having a farrier in your computer. I would like to have a farrier in my pocket. Now, be good. I know I meant that in a good way. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that because, you know, a lot of women fall in love with their farriers. I know. It's about farriers. Is it because they bend over a lot? It's the drama. No, it's the women like bad boy syndrome. Bad well, boy. they all are, too. And these women are falling for farriers who, who are, well, we won't get into that because there's, yeah. no, there's no category for that under eFarrier.com, whether they're hot or not. No, but we do have it under uh, Hottest Horsemen. We had Hottest Farrier. Remember? Oh, that's true. And you know what? There's what? that uh, Facebook page for the farrier butts. Is there there's a Facebook page? Yeah, you look or? up Farrier Butts under Facebook, and there's a whole Facebook page dedicated to women posting pictures of their farriers bending over. No way! No, no I'm not kidding. There is. There's like, it has like 4,000 fans. There's a whole bunch of pictures. Oh, I don't... Oh. <laughs> I, oh. Now, okay, don't go there now. You'll be distracted the rest of the show. We won't get anything done. Okay. com. Why do you do that to me then? It's a new website. Why do you do that? You tell me exactly how to go, how to get there, and then you tell me don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there now. Go there later. So com is a website that was put together to help you find a farrier. It's basically a farrier yellow pages. It's a farrier finder. And you can put in your state or your city or your zip, and it's brand new. Now, you know, I don't think it's populated the way they would like it to be populated yet. But the one thing that impressed me about this site, one, is it's a great service because you know you're always looking for a farrier. Two is they they give a lot of information on the farriers on the individual uh, bio pages for the farrier. And it says whether they're accepting clients, what type of shoeing they do. It has all of that on their bio pages. 
And uh, I think as they get this populated and they get it more filled out, it's going to be an invaluable resource for for horse owners who are always constantly looking for a new farrier, it seems like. But the other thing I liked is this is a very, and you're a web designer, this is a very professionally done site. Um, it is. They put some money, and this wasn't just thrown up there. Uh, they put some money into this one. So I was kind of impressed with that. And, uh, you know, I don't know where it's going to go. We'll see how it populates out. Uh, keep it on your radar. Check it out. eFarriers.com is my tech pick of the week. It's actually been bookmarked, and I will go back to it occasionally. Like, I go back to um, RateByHorsePro.com. Yes. Yes. Them. And so, I, you know, I, and they, they are, the sites do get populated. And I like to click around because the more you click, the, the easier it is for these companies to recruit more members. And then, you know, it's like the cycle. The more members they have, the more visitors they'll get. The more visitors they'll get, the easier it is to get members. Sort of like so. that saddle site, which I'm trying to remember the name. Yeah, uh, saddle, uh, my uh, saddle trader. My saddle, saddle trader, right. Yeah. Which from the time we looked at it last year to this year had, you know, 12,000 saddles on it. So Yeah. And I so. think there's going to be a, 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 a lot of companies coming to the Internet as in, in these directories, like these um, – specialized directories so someone who's looking for saddles someone like dream horse started the whole thing with horse shopping and then now you have saddle trader for saddle shopping farriers um rate my horse pro for horse professionals i think that we'll see you know a lot of people rush to this space and then only the really good ones the real valuable effective ones will stick around um so i think this one is one of those that will end up sticking around because it is so well done it's well thought out the user interface is fabulous. It's so easy to use. Good. Good. So that's efarriers.com. Check it out, everybody. Well, next we have coming up our guest who is uh, who we're going to introduce here in a minute. Our guests. We actually have two of them. Two. And uh, I'm excited to have them on. I love gypsy vendors, just like or gypsies, just like we were talking about earlier. And I know you do too. So why don't you introduce our guest, and then we'll guests. Sorry, I keep saying there's going to be two of them. So there's there's going to be two of them, and we'll we'll start with the younger of the two. Um, we're going to have Courtney Casey on, and and she is her best bud is this gorgeous fellow named Diesel, and uh, he's a gypsy horse. Now Courtney, she's an, an interesting young woman. She Courtney Casey. She was born in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. She's not that old. She was born in 1993, so she's a youngster. And she started riding by the time she was three years old. So when she reached 15, so Courtney she's wasn't. 18? She's 18. <laughs> do the math. I'm trying to. Yes, seven, <laughs> 17, 18 and a half. Okay, I used to be an investment guy. You know, I think I could add my head. I can't, I can't do multiple calculations. I can't think and do math at the same time. <laughs> okay, well, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So anyway, by the time she was 15, Courtney wasn't just riding. She was training horses as well. And that's when she began her life with feathered gold and gypsy horses. Now, she's done 100% of the training with Diesel. And he's three years old. He was imported in utero from England. What does that mean, in utero? So he was imported with his mother? Yeah, I don't know what that exactly she was in means full, in this case. In utero, doesn't that mean in the uterus? That's what I thought. So how do you import it in utero? Okay, we'll have to talk about that. Okay, maybe it came over in mom. In mom, which... But I've never heard, heard it quite put this way. Me either, exactly. I'm, I'll take your baby, but, you know, <laughs> if you're the carrying case, that's fine. I'll take you too. 
So anyway, Courtney is solely responsible for his training. And with less than 60 days of that training, together, Courtney and Diesel headed for their first show ever at the Heartland Fall Classic in Danville, Indiana. And at that show, they were awarded High Point Champion and Reserve Champion Stallion. So that's not too shabby for no, the first go around. not shabby at all. Right. Needless to say, their second and third show has proved equally successful with the title Grand Champion popping up again and again. So uh, today we're having Casey on. She's going to talk about her biggest win with Diesel so far. And as you said earlier, that's the North American High Point Championship. Welcome to Stable Scoop, Courtney. We are so glad you can make it with us today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Now, you're, um, Diesel is three years old and he's a yep. stallion. And yeah. Do you own him? No, I work for Denise and she owns him. Okay. And uh, how old was Diesel when you first met him? He was three. I met him probably two months ago, two and a half. So, so your relationship with him is still pretty new? Yes. And, and already you're racking up all these ribbons. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You got the North American High Point Championship and you only known him for a couple of months? Yes. Holy smokes. Well, I know. Well, did you, you know listen to I the think, intro? Helena? She's I think only. She's an overachiever. She... <laughs> or he's a very trainable young man. <laughs> yes, he is. He is pretty easy to work with. Have you, before Diesel came along, had you done any work with, um, any training work with gypsy horses? Yes, I trained quite a few horses for Denise before that. And were you a little intimidated by. But wasn't it, was Diesel totally green? Was he even backed yet when you started him? Um, he knew some stuff from previous owner, but he hasn't been worked with several months before we got him. So he was still pretty green to everything. And uh, were you at all intimidated by taking on no. this project? He didn't act like a stallion or anything. He was a very good boy. He is built like a tank. I'm sitting here <laughs> looking at a picture of him, and he is he, he he's very drafty looking. Yes. How big is he? How tall is he? Um... 15-something. Denise knows okay. exactly what he is. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll tell everybody about Denise in just a minute because actually a big part of your story here with Diesel is Feathered Gold Stables. And, and um, yeah. that's where, where Diesel lives and I'm sure where you pretty much live too. I'm sure you spend most of your time there. Um, yeah. But besides, tell us a little bit about what type of competition you're in with this horse because um, High Point Champion is that Hunt seat, is it in hand? What, is, what does that entail? Um, we do hunt seat, western, and halter um, pleasure. So you just make them jog and look pretty, more or less. And for halter, you just set them up, and it shows how well-built they are and everything like that, how good of confirmation they have. And when they're, when they're in hand, is it just like halter? To, can you bling them out? I mean, they're already pretty fancy, you know, do you? I don't yeah, know what you'd do you to bling them out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, can you braid and you can you put, cover like... a gypsy in Sigorsky crystals and nobody would notice? <gasps> that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a girly girl. You know, if I had one of these horses, it would be a shame. I'm sure like, <laughs> gypsy breeders would like look the other way. And... Yeah. <laughs> because I would. I would put crystals in their manes. Um, so, so there's a lot that goes into the training because, again, it's not just mounted stuff. It's in-hand work. What yeah. specifically, because, because all gypsy horses are so stunning, yeah. how do you set yourself apart from the rest of the, the crowd? Um, just work with them a lot and make sure they're always clean and stuff. That's how we get noticed. 
So just like any other any other show, it's your, your turnout and yeah. how you work with each other, your relationship. Do you ever get, right. when you're showing, are there ever um, pairs that are unruly or is everybody pretty much well-behaved? Everyone's pretty much well-behaved. I don't think I've seen a single gypsy yet that hasn't been, so... We have a we have a saying here at the Horse Radio Network that that uh, you never want to be that girl, that girl. <laughs> have you ever been that girl at a show? I don't think so. <laughs> what do you mean by that girl? That, the one that, that girl, has I the horse that the one that has the horse that's totally out out of control and just is no, is that girl? You know. <laughs> well, that's part of the 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 gypsy personality. That's what makes them so wonderful. They have really good oh, yeah. temperaments, right? They're very calm. Yes. Which is actually, a, a, this might be a good time to introduce Denise Krause. Now, Denise is the owner of Feathered Gold Stables, and that's in Ogdensburg, Wisconsin. Uh, Denise, welcome to the Stable Scoop Show. Hi, I'm happy to be here. So you, you're no stranger to gypsies. I mean, Diesel isn't the only uh, gypsy horse in your barn, is he? No, he's not. We have about 35 on the farm right now. Wow. And um, depending on the time of year, whether foals are being born... And that type of thing, we go up to 45 to 50. Holy smokes. I just did a calculation. That's like 25 miles of Maine. (laughs) (laughs) So you have some extras you can spare? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys buy Uh, stock? Do you like buy, uh, buy, what what kind of Maine conditioner do you use? Because you must buy it by the case. um, We actually use products that are pretty basic and simple. Um, The same types of things they use on these horses over in Europe which they call it pig oil over there, but we call it mineral oil here oh. or baby oil. Told you, Glenn. So See, you don't have cases of Shoshin in the back? No. Um, okay. And looking at that picture you've probably seen of Courtney and Diesel, that horse has no Shoshin on him whatsoever. That is all wow. natural shine. Wow. Mm, elbow grease. <laughs> elbow dedication. grease. Courtney's got some big elbows. <laughs> <laughs> so with all these beautiful babies uh, at your farm, um, is it true then that that gypsy horses are known for their wonderful temperaments? Are they are they pretty laid back animals? They are. I have um, people who contact me who say, "Oh, I saw the gypsies and they're just beautiful," and I'm real interested because they're beautiful. And what we always say back to that is, they are pretty and they are beautiful, but what sets them apart to us or did when we got into it was the personality. They are much like a big dog. They bond with the people that work with them like a dog. They do really well off praise. A lot of good boys and good girls, and um, they'll do just about anything for you once they make that bond. They really are different than any other equine I've ever been around. Hmm. And how are they uh, in the barn? Are they easy keepers or, you know, despite their main... They're sometimes a little too easy of a keeper. Uh, They were... The breed was derived over in Europe, and the gypsy caravans and wagons would travel. So at night, they would eat whatever they could find in the ditches while the caravans were parked. They can gain weight off of just about anything. Like I said, sometimes it's a um, little bit too easy of a keeper, and we get some pretty plump girls around here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I have one of those too. in my <laughs> barn. It's hard to put them on a diet. I mean, I can't even stay on a diet myself, let alone put my horse on a diet. So easy keepers, what about their feet? Do they have, like, draft-type feet? Do they need any particular special care? Um, no, their feet don't need any special care. The hoof size is kind of between what a quarter horse and a Clydesdale, about halfway in between. So they're bigger feet than what you'd see on 
the light-boned animals because they are a draft breed, but they're not as big as your, you know, 16, 17, 18 hand Clydesdales and Pertrons and those types. Right. So they would be what I would consider a small draft. Um, yeah, they are categorized as a small draft horse. Now, okay. I do have a question. With There are, and I noticed this on your website, there are many different kinds of, of gypsies. There are gypsy banners and, and several different other kinds of gypsies. The one that, you know, diesel, what kind is diesel? Well, there's actually, when you say there's several different kinds of gypsies, there's actually several different names for the same horse and the uh, same breed. Okay. So diesel is registered as a gypsy banner with the Gypsy Banner Horse Society, but um, the wording gypsy cob, gypsy horse, tinker horse, all those wordings have been used for this exact same horse. Ah, okay. Um, so we wouldn't be... confusing to the public. It's, it's but, you know, down to there's more than one registry out there, and each registry kind of has its own name. Oh, okay. The one but we're we wouldn't familiar be... with is Gypsy Vanner. That's the one. That, because the Gypsy yeah. Vanner Horse Society. Right. Okay. Yes, and, and the Gypsy Vanner Horse Society was the first established registry in the United States, and the person who established the registry... Dennis Thompson was the first person to import gypsy vanners to the U.S. back in November of 96. And the other registries have come up since then. Over in England, they just call them cobs. And here, we look at a cob as a size of horse, not a type or a breed of horse. Right. But they call them cobs and colored cobs over there. Cobs and colored cobs. I like them all. I don't care what they call them. I want 14 in my house. <laughs> I well, I like them all, too. And, and keep in mind, when, when we got our first one, I promised my husband if we got him, we would not, I would not ask for another one. You see, that's what horse women do. They lie. They lie about that, knowing darn well that you were going to get another one. I know, because I'm a horse husband, and I've had that happen to me. We don't lie. We just discover. It's a process. It's a process. We discover things. (laughs) Each one is a process. And she has 35 now. She's had 35 processes over the years. Well, 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 Denise, did you start with with gypsy horses or were you into regular horses before? um, I've had horses my whole life since I was two. And um, I I didn't start with gypsy horses over the years. I've had quarter horses and I used to barrel race and I had miniature horses and showed at the miniature shows. And when I got into the gypsies, I actually had a few um, draft crosses or spotted drafts. They're Percheron paint crosses. Which are really cool, too. I'm a Percheron guy, and I love the Percheron paint crosses. Yeah, you do. I, and I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm a sucker for some bling. I know, you know, but, I was just picking on you earlier. But, you know, they, they, the other thing that I like about uh, the gypsy horses is that they have, I like their conformation because sometimes the draft horses, you see, they have this big body. They have a really big barrel and thick neck and then they, their legs, they have nice big bone, but their legs are short. And I feel like that's a lot, it, it's hard for a body to work without that balance, you know, but the gypsy horses seem to be a little bit more in proportion. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, I think so too. And, and that proportion is, makes them very agile. I mean, these guys excel in so many different disciplines. Um, you know, like you were when you were talking to Courtney, you know, her showing in hand, she shows in hand, she showed English with Diesel, she showed Western with them, she also did obstacle courses with him, and he's just at the beginning of his career. What she didn't mention is when he came into this barn mid-July, he had no training under saddle whatsoever. His previous owner had worked with him. He had never had a saddle on him. 
And she went in less than 60 days with this horse uh, to her first High Point champion at her first show ever with him. It was his second time off of our farm. Wow. That says a lot for, for both the horse and for Courtney, too. Yeah. Now, Courtney, what's, give us an example of what uh, a day is like for you with Diesel. You, you, are you still in school? Yeah, I go to Mid-State, which is a technical college, at night. So I just take the night classes. But then okay, I work so, during the day for Denise. Okay, and so when you, when you start your day, um, obviously there's a lot to do in a barn, but when you start your work day with Diesel, give us an idea of what you guys go through on any given day. Just with Diesel? Yeah. Um, well, we brush him really good, and then I usually lunge him for a bit to make sure he's not super hyper when I get on him which he usually isn't. He's been pretty lazy lately. And then we ride him for about 45 minutes to an hour every day. Well, and she doesn't just ride. She actually works with him when she's riding him. Yeah. One of the things we notice with Courtney when she works with the horses, her focus is 100% on that horse. I mean, if you talk to her, you've got to ask her something four or five times before she even hears you. She's so (laughs) focused on the horse which is a good thing, and I think in turn the horse gives her that same focus. Mm. She can read each horse um, very well. You know, she seems to, because she works with more than just diesel here on the farm, and every horse she works with, you can definitely see the difference in those animals. Really? So the attention they're giving her, she's giving them the attention and they're, they're giving it right back. So she's establishing a one-to-one connection right away. Very much so. And it's, like I said, it's very unique. Not, you know, a lot of people can train horses. Not everybody can connect with the animal they're training. Oh, okay. And let's and, and let's and go beyond the fact that she's a teenager and focusing for most teenagers is difficult in the first place. And now she's taking that to the, to, to the next step with the horses. Yes. Yes, Courtney just turned 18 in June. You yeah. got lucky there, uh, her showing up at your farm. Very much so. We're very blessed to we're, have We're her talking here. about her, by the way, like she isn't here. I, mean. <laughs> I know. I know. Maybe I'm no. See how smart she is, Glenn? You're, you, you, you know, you're not giving that, that teenage brain enough credit. She's just sitting back and letting us sing her praises. So she's a very bright young woman. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we tend to have, uh, we uh, older folks tend to have a lot of respect for the younger generation who have that quietness and focus it's there's a respect for the animal when you get on their back and not everybody has it because everybody has different reasons uh, you know as to why they're in that saddle but when whatever your reasons are when you can push that all aside and just listen just listen to what that horse is telling you uh, there are people who've been doing this for years and years and years who can't do that so we do I, I don't care how old you are I think that deserves uh, respect from your peers so and it sounds to me like you get you get that respect from Denise now, Courtney, well, do you have do you have a specific uh, trainer or uh, somebody that you look up to their training technique? Um, I haven't had a trainer for about a year, but I've had several before me, and I learned a lot from Audrey Noss, which was my previous trainer. So, is there any of the uh, the big, well known clinicians and things that you look up to and and you like? Um, I don't really. I haven't really like watched any of their techniques, so I don't really look up to anyone in specific. So I just look through their techniques and use whichever ones work best for me. 
So it's kind of a variation of everyone, more or less. Which is really neat. It goes back into her reading the horse. She doesn't use like a one-size-fits-all method. Right. Each horse, she uses what works best for that horse. She reads into it, and it might be totally different than what she did with the horse the previous day or the horse that she rode just before the new one she got on. So yeah. you, you don't see that very often. No, and there's a great book that I'm going to recommend, uh, Courtney. It's called uh, Dressage Training Customized. We talked about this on Stable Scoop, remember, Glenn? Yep, yep, yep. On this show. Um, and it's a book uh, written by a German trainer, and it's fabulous, but it it uh, it goes into detail about exactly what you do with you, these horses, is that everyone uh-huh. is unique. And it's a lot of fun. I mean, right. it comes it comes naturally to you, but some of the exercises and the things she points out um, with each, like the training scale, and um, I don't know, right. I think it would be a fun read for you. I think it'll be a fun yeah, read. Yeah, I'll have to definitely check that out. Well, we're going to take a quick break here for a commercial, and then we're going to be back. I want to find out what the future holds for Courtney and for Feathered Gold Stables, and we're going to do that in just a moment. Regular listeners to the Stable Scoop Show know that Glenn and I just love Uncle Jimmy and his fantastic line of products. His products have the highest quality ingredients, and that's why they've taken off like they have. Of course, it all started with Uncle Jimmy's hanging balls for use in stalls, and then along came Squeezy Buns, my personal favorite. Now, we do know that you need to reward your horse outside of the stall as well, so Uncle Jimmy and his brain trust developed Uncle Jimmy's Squeezy Buns. Why are they my favorite? Because they're all natural, they're loaded with nutritional ingredients, they're individually wrapped, and they're squeezy. They're squeezy and squishy, and so you can break them up into little pieces for training, you can hide pills in them, you can put all kinds of medicines and unearthly things in their treats and feed them to your horse. Now, unlike similar products on the market, as I said, they're individually wrapped to preserve freshness, and that does another thing. It eliminates mess. Just open up your squeezy bun, toss the wrapper, and make your horse happy. With competitive pricing and Uncle Jimmy's quality guarantee, squeezy buns promise to be a hit among horses and horse lovers alike. You can go online to uncle-jimmies.com and find out more about squeezy buns, hanging balls, and all the rest of Uncle Jimmy's brand products. All right, Courtney, where, what's the future hold for you? Now, you're now working for Denise, and, and she seems pretty happy with you. I don't think she's firing you tomorrow. Yeah. So, oh, um, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the future hold? What do you hope to do, and where do you hope, what do you hope to accomplish in, in your equestrian career? Well, I have my own training barn in Stevens Point, and I hope to expand that and fill my seven indoor arena right now with eight stalls right now, so I hope to fill up that whole barn with more stalls and then add on a new indoor arena and train pretty much for the rest of my life is my goal. And are gypsies your faves? Yes, gypsies and Arabians are my favorite breeds. Well, there you got two different mentalities from uh, end to end. Yeah, that covers the spectrum. (laughs) How do you shift gears? How do you shift gears from one breed to the other? Um, I don't know. You just got to connect with the horse and really listen to them and figure them out. And it's a lot easier to switch then if you listen to the horse. Good point. Good point. Well, we're going to be keeping an eye out for you. And uh, I do hope, something tells me you are going to be training horses for the rest of your life. And I I hope hope that your, your relationship with feathered golds continues because I think it's a nice fit. I think, uh, 
I think you guys are all lucky to have each other. And I really look forward to seeing more out of your neck of the woods. Yeah. Okay, now back to the babies, because I was just got feathered. Don't go to the babies. I just went to featheredgold.com. And I was there, and I was, there's mares, and there's, you know, geldings and stallions and stuff. But then you have to go to the babies. And my God, are they cute. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to love the babies. <laughs> and are, yours seem to be all in the, in the, pretty much all in the black and white category. Is that, are there any other cup, colors for gypsies? Um, yes, they are. And if, if you're on that full page now, Glenn, if you scroll down, you'll see we also have sorrel and white babies born oh, here. Oh, there's a brown one. We have solid blacks. We've had a bay baby born here. Um, the black and white are the most common because that's what they were breeding for more recently in Europe, so the genetics are there. But they do come in all colors. Oh, my God. They're so freaking cute. Oh, they are. You <laughs> just, just want to them. <laughs> Oh I can my keep gosh. one of them in my studio right and now. And you know what it is? You know what it is? They, they stay cute when they're grown up. They have that same <laughs> attraction. They pull you in, even as grown-ups. God. Now, they do. I, and they have little kid personalities, too, like the personality of a child. You can see as each one grows and matures, the different personalities we have out there. You know, one of them we call the playground leader. And it just... They're, they're just really fun. We're there when they're born. We have cameras in the barn, and I'm there for every birth. And they're worked with daily from the minute they're born on through their whole future life with us until they go on to their new homes. I have a favorite, Helena. Which one? Flirt, the top one. Oh, that's I'm the playground leader, and she forces the little boys to be her, her playmates. When the boys won't play with Flirt... She goes and gets them and makes them play. And <laughs> like when her. they're at the feeder, Flirt will shove their head into the feeder, the baby boys. And she's the youngest one. Oh, she is oh. so cute. And her mom is cute as a dickens, too. Well, Flirt is my keeper for this year. I usually keep one or two a year. And I had promised my husband this year we weren't keeping any. See, back to those <laughs> husband promises, Glenn. <laughs> um, there you go and, again. <laughs> yeah, I know. And Flirt was the last one born. She um, was born June 2nd. And... Well, you know, I, I sent my full announcements out. I have a group of people um, on email lists that are waiting for announcements and everything. And, well, around nine days old, I talked to my husband. I said, you know, I, I really can't sell her. <laughs> <laughs> I really would like to keep her. And all the other babies were already spoken for by that time. So I think he felt pretty good about that. So he said, if you really want to keep her, I said, okay. <laughs> I see another champion in the works here. Mm. I think she might be. The way she carries herself, she's a very confident little lady, that's for sure. You know what's interesting with Mom is she reminds me a lot of the one Percheron I had. You know, when you look at the face and you look at the body, now not the main. Uh, Which one is this, Glenn? uh, uh, Flirt's Mommy. Uh, If you you click on Flirt's picture, it'll take you to more pictures of Flirt. Oh, gosh, right. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Flirt's Mommy looks a lot like the last Percheron we had with the blaze and everything. Well, yes. that's better than what the holler told me that brought um, Flirt's mom to us. He told me that her eyes and face reminded him of a girlfriend he had in high school. <laughs> <laughs> and he was serious, and that was, that was the scary part. <laughs> well, you know what? And he she was, was a cute and he kept girl with, at her a with blaze. a fondness, too, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and she had big feet. Um. Aww. <laughs> Aww. She had big feet. So, which is your I favorite, think... Helena? Which is your favorite? Romantic thriller. Romantic thriller. Yeah. Romantic He's... thriller is actually a half brother to flirt. They have the same dad, romantic legend. 
Oh, I just maybe it's the pictures of him underneath the trees and the and the, I don't know. He's so cute. He's fuzzy. He's a fuzzy one. Oh, yeah. He's down in Texas now. He went there last October, and he showed at the um, Fort Worth World Gypsy Show during the stock show in the end of January, and he did very well. We flew down to help his family and um, watch the show. Very sweet boy. I have he one was that, not a playground leader. <laughs> no, I have one that I think is the mischievous troublemaker, and that would be Majestic Dream. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. It looks like the mischievous. You know, you always get one of those, too. Now, do you have, when you sell um, a baby, do you have recommended trainers? Do you, how do you help the new owners uh, come up with a plan for the, you know, their long-term career for these horses? Well, we've had um, several families, actually, that have bought foals as their first horse or their first horse since, say, the age of 16. We have a couple in their 60s. Um, And usually what I try to do is help them find somebody in their area. And I keep in contact with every family that we have ever sent a new horse to. If their trainer has questions, they're more than welcome to call me. Um, a lot of the babies that have left here this year, their families are wanting to ship them back in two or three years from as far away as Nebraska, which is quite far, you know, 900 miles, to have mm-hmm. Courtney train them after they've seen her work with them. Because all the families get a photo CD as well as a DVD, a video of us working with babies so they can know what to do when they get them home because not everybody has the luxury of coming to the farm and seeing their horse. Right. And so, so you know, they've seen the interaction and all of that, and like I said, I'm always here for questions, whether it be, you know, a day, a week, or I have people from five, six years ago that will call, you know, not every day or anything, but a couple times a year and talk about different things and what's going on and if they need help with something, and it's really neat. I love getting pictures. As <laughs> well, That's always nice. There's so many cool pictures on your website, too, and it's featheredgold.com. All right, the question everybody wants to know, and I'll leave it this, and you see if you're going to answer it, is uh, what's a what's a uh, gypsy baby run run somebody, or if I if if I have to ask, I can't afford it. No, it, it actually depends. In the mar- you know, the market that we're in today, they're going for about five thousand and up. Okay, oh, that's not bad. That's, yeah, no, that's that's cheaper than a Cadillac. <laughs> well, and that's one of the things. Us as a breeder. When we bought our first horse in 2004, we bought Mo. When he came over from Europe, um, one of the goals when we decided to breed was to get more of the gypsies over here. Of course, we're breeding for confirmation, and personality is our number one goal. But was to get enough over here where people can buy within the U.S. You don't have the import cost and the shipping and all that, and make these more affordable and get them out there for more people to enjoy because they are a great horse. Well, and that's what's going to propagate the breed, too. Definitely. Um, And keep it going. Well, this is terrific. Thank you both so much for coming on the show with us. We really appreciate it. And, Courtney, congratulations. Thank you. Sounds like you have a a terrific career ahead of you. And and I really like the fact, too, that you are going to college because the other side of having a career as a trainer and a horse person full-time is that you need to understand the finances and the the, uh, business operations side of it as well. So. I think you'll go far. I'm glad you're doing that. Yes, we'll keep our eyes out for you. 
Well, that was fun. Courtney, you know, she, she seems so nervous, but, uh, but, but she seems like that kind of person that's quiet and thoughtful. And I can see what she was saying about her having a connection with the horses. Um, Some people are just more comfortable on horseback than in front of a microphone. Yeah, and she just seemed to, you know, seemed, you know definitely has the touch. She's in, yeah, she's in the right place. Yep, definitely. All right, we have a Tack and Habit product coming up next. All horses have individual nutritional needs, and we know that meeting them can be challenging. It doesn't matter if you're a professional horseman or a weekend warrior. You want to provide the nutrition necessary for your horse to thrive. Well, Kentucky Performance Products has the products to help your horse. Horses who consume limited grass due to a busy competition schedule or because of diet restrictions might not be getting enough natural vitamin E. Horses in rigorous training, seniors, broodmares, and stallions often require additional levels of vitamin E to meet their needs. When you supplement with natural vitamin E choose Elevate Maintenance Powder. Yes, that's from KPP. It's affordable, it's effective, and it's research proven. Elevate Maintenance Powder's vitamin E is nature's most powerful antioxidant, which protects your horse at the cellular level. That's where it all happens. You can get Elevate Maintenance Powder and all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. That's Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com. Well, today we're going to talk to you about, well, we talked once before about the Techniche line of products. Do you remember that? I do. And uh, they're great winter products to keep you warm, uh, like uh, jackets and things like that that are, that are made to keep you warm. They have special technology. Well, there were some new products that had come out, and we wanted to make sure that you heard about them. So this is a recording from the ADA conference. Actually, the last one we have to do from the ADA conference. Uh, and I think it was Jamie and I who were on this one, uh, Jamie Jennings of The Morning yeah. Show. So here is uh, the Techniche products. All right, this is Glenn, and I am here at the ADA show, and we are doing another product highlight here for the Tack and Habit segment. And I am with Leslie from Techniche, who I believe we've spoken to before, but we have some new products to talk yeah. about today. That was Come back up. in January when we talked about the cooling products. Now we're going to talk about our warming products for wintertime. Yeah, it is getting to be that time of year. Oh, yeah. Even though it's 100 degrees outside, we have to think about wintertime. And I do hate winter. I just i am one of those guys that likes to be warm, so this is a good thing. Yes, I live down in Houston, so my winter is only six weeks long, so I'm happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I wish I wish ours was only six weeks long. So now, tell us about the products that you, that you you have here. Today we have the Thermofur um, heating vest. It goes with the air activated warmers. There are special pockets that are sewn on the inside of the vest, and then you insert the warmers inside. And what are the vests made out of? Polar fleece. It's polar got fleece. a part of a soft shell on the top part. The rest of it is the polar fleece, and it has zippered pockets. So when you put your car keys or your phone in, they're not going to go flying out during your ride. So that's always handy. There's pockets in the front and the back, so you insert the warmers. The body warmers that fit in last for 20 hours, and they heat up to 137 degrees. And these are the kind, everybody's familiar with them. They're little plastic packets, and they say warmer on them, and, you know, they sell versions of these elsewhere, but you have something unique about yours that I didn't know. Oh, I have some little tricks that work great with them. With the Thermofur vest, if you put all of the warmers in, 
that is going to be one seriously hot vest. So if you have a Ziploc bag in your pocket, that can act as your temperature regulator. If you get too hot, you take out some of the warmers, put it in the Ziploc bag, get the air out, close it up. That will stop that reaction that's causing the heat. So you can use the warmer again later, and it will also help cool your vest down. So it's a way of you being able to regulate the temperature in the vest. See, I didn't know that you could stop the reaction in these. And then I didn't know that if you've only used it for an hour and it's a five-hour one, that you can put it in the plastic baggie and then come back later and get your other four hours. Yeah, it, it, it'll work somewhat. It, it takes time. You have to make sure you get all the air out. It's one of those little tricks that you do. It will help. So it's not just a quick one-time throwaway thing. It's sort of extending the use. And the body warmers are 20 hours plus. So if you're only at the barn for six hours, have that Ziploc bag, pop it in there, zip it up, and you can use it again the next day. So you're not wasting your money. That's pretty cool. And I must say that these uh, these jackets are attractive. Yes. The, the fleece is so nice. It's one of those, you get it and you go, ooh, ooh. It is nice. It's it, soft. It's, you want to cuddle up in it. Yeah. And, the great and, thing, and they're stylish. They're not yeah. ugly. Oh, no. And you which can a lot wear, of mar. <laughs> and you can wear them anywhere. I mean, there's different color choices. The zippers are very heavy duty. They stay zipped up. They don't start falling down during your ride. Or you have to keep zipping the zipper up in the pocket so your keys or phone don't fall out. And what I love about it is this vest works to warm you. It's not just another layer of clothing you have on. You know, you can slim down when you go to the barn now in the wintertime. You don't have to wear 10 layers. You can wear, you know, just a couple in this vest, and you're good to go. It works just as hard as you do. And I do like nice. the, I do like how it looks. I think it's uh, I think it's a good addition. And they're and more importantly for the for all of us right now is they're affordable. Oh my gosh! Yes, this vest MSRP on it is forty nine ninety nine. So it's it's. And how much will the little packets? Does it come with little packets? When you order a product, depending on if it's the scarf, the vest, the gloves, it comes with a certain amount of packets. And at the different websites that we have our products in, we have it set up where you can buy portions of um, packets like they come in a tin pack so you can order extra packs depending on how much you use them or you know how frequently you are right but ours last longer and work to me better because i've tried them against the quickie dollar ones at target or walmart that you find in the dollar bin i think these work better and longer now do you um I heard that you did say that you have a lot of people from Alaska that use these because uh, we have riders in Alaska, believe oh, yeah. it or not. And then you also have motorcyclists in Alaska. And I'll tell you what, if you're motorcyclists, first of all, if they're riding in the winter up there, they're nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, so I live in Texas. <laughs> but they do use them, right? Oh, yeah. This yeah. is any cold weather climate. It's not just for riding. You do anything outside in cold weather, you're taking this with you. They even have a heated seat cushion. It's a stadium cushion with two pockets oh, that you put the warmers cool. in. Yeah. If you go and you Football. show. Oh, yeah. And they have a, a four-by-six stadium blanket that it's got the pockets. So now you can wrap yourself up, especially for the show moms and dads who go there to watch and they're freezing. You can sit on a nice warm seat cushion and have that nice blanket wrapped around you. Oh, that's cool. Or throw it over your, whoever's riding. They're in their show coat. They're not bundled up. Throw that blanket around them. They're good to go. All right, and then there was another vest that you had me try on. Yes, that's the Ion Gear battery-powered heating vest. This is what, if you live in super cold climates, this is the vest for you. It has five temperature settings. It starts off at 86 degrees. people, what we're talking about here is like the thermostat on your wall. Oh, yeah. You can set the temperature that you want your vest to be. Yes. (laughs) Because it's battery-powered. It's battery-powered, and the battery lasts for a long time, and you charge it like you do your cell phone. It starts off at 86 degrees, that's at level 1, and the battery will last for 12 hours. And it can go all the way up to level 5, which is 158 degrees, and that lasts 4 hours. And that's for the uh, people in Alaska who ride their motorcycles. 
because you yeah. You who else would it. want to be at 158 yeah. degrees? You're You'd well be, done at 158 yeah, exactly. degrees. You're, you're, you know, little things. <laughs> yeah, you're pop at least uh, yeah. medium rare, medium well. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. Cooked. <laughs> but you know, down in Texas, I, I mean, I live in this vast. And the highest I've ever had it is a level two, and that was 104 degrees. Now, the one thing I noticed when I picked it up was the battery seemed somewhat heavy to me, but then you said put it on, so I put it on. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, because it's, you know, distributed around your body, the battery didn't seem as heavy. It disappears. And I'm riding a a fourth-level dressage horse, and he's a very big mover. And I had it on, and I was worried that the battery would flop around. Not at all. You put the vest on, it disappears. The weight of it disappears and you're good to go. And the shell on the vest is wind and water resistant, so you're not going to pick up all of the dirt and the horsehair and hay from the barn. You know, if it's windy, it's going to block it. If it's raining or snowing, you know, your outer layer is not going to get soaking wet. And the temperature controls on it are very quick to react. If you get too warm, is what you, all you do is you unzip it, you know, kind of puff the jacket or your vest out to get the hot air out, and then you, you know, turn it down a notch, you zip it back up, and you're good. And within five minutes... It's going to be at the lower temperature or the higher temperature. It's very just like your oven. Oh yes, it's not like the heating pad or you have those hot spots. Yeah, you just realize you're not cold anymore, and it's sort of like, oh gosh, yes, thank you. (laughs) And you never take it off. Do you make the pants that go with it too? No, unfortunately, we don't. (laughs) And and I'm like, I'm dying to go. Do we have socks in this? Because my toes get cold. But then we have the air-activated toe warmers that have the double-sided sticky tapes. I'm look, I those. have those right in my hand here, yeah. and they, they look like little tiny insoles for your toes. They're great. You put these on. You put these in your boots with the tape, and it stays where you put it. So you don't have the, the, the toe warmer going back into the arch of your foot and baking your yeah. arch or going down into your heel. So when you're riding, you're, it feels so uncomfortable and has you off balance. It stays up at your toes where you want it to be. That's cool. Yeah. And you also have other products Techniche does for the winter time. You have the gloves, which yes. are which which you can put the warmers in as well right. in the back of them. Right. We have two types of gloves. We have the thermofer gloves that work off the heat packs, and then we also have some battery-powered heating gloves. So we have you know the two different types. Now, of wouldn't technology. they be heavy with the battery in it? Not really. They're they're longer. They come about about six inches past your wrist. And they have the tie where you can tighten it around your wrist, and the battery is up on the part that's up on your arm. Okay. So that's on there, and it's not that it's so not that, heavy or bulky. It doesn't flop around. Now you said there were, there have been people. That, these gloves seem to be a little bit bigger and puffier to me. Yes. Like these are serious winter yep. gloves. Even without the yeah. heat packs, they're serious winter gloves. For my little wimpy Houston gloves, I wear the little isotoner no nothing gloves. Yeah, and that's as thick as I ever go. I put these on, and I'm like, gosh, they're huge. Yeah. But I've had some U.S. Pony Club people up in Michigan riding them in the winter time, oh, the- and they said they rode in them, and it was. You know, they had a great time. They needed them in Michigan. Yeah. I mean, in, in their climate, if you're used to wearing the thicker gloves, it's not a problem. But Well, and they have the leather palms and the, and the fingers so that you can grip your reins it's, and yeah, everything. Yeah, it's all reinforced, and they're waterproof. So there's no having wet hands, wet fingers if you're out in the snow or anything like that. Your hands aren't going to go, you know, start freezing. Well, you guys definitely know cooling and heating. That's your job. Oh, we have the climate control clothing that will solve any problem you have. And that's what I love Where can about people it. find it and buy it? Um, Equestrian Collections have, has all of our products. The Thermofer line is the air-activated warmers. And then the Ion Gear is the battery-powered line. Okay, so that's at equestriancollections.com. And do you yes. have a website for Techniche? Um, techniche-intl.com. Okay. Well, as I said, that's the last recording we had from the Ada show. So next week, I know you have a product that you want to talk to us about. So we'll have a new one next week from Helena. 
Hey, if you think you know, and we've been getting a lot more of these, if you think that you know somebody that make a good guest or you think you would make a good guest on the show, then just drop us an email. Uh, just send it to Helena at horseradionetwork.com, and uh, we'll take a look at uh, the possibility of getting you on the show. So if you've got a story to tell, if you've got something cool, if you have uh, you know neat horses or whatever the story is, let us know, and we'd love to talk to you about getting you on the show as a guest. Mm. Um, and be sure to log in to stablescoop.com and check out the website because that's where you can find links and photos. And we're going to have the photos of, uh, of Diesel up there so you can see Courtney and Diesel, the picture that we were talking about all day. And, of course, don't forget about our Facebook page. You can find us at, uh, at StableScoop on Facebook. Many thanks to our sponsors, Equestrian Collections, Uncle Jimmy's Brand Products, and, of course, Kentucky Performance Products. Don't forget, visit all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network by visiting horseradionetwork.com. Hey, check out the Western Radio Show this week. They did a whole show on chuck wagons and chuck wagon competitions. Oh, cool. You didn't know that they were still having chuck wagon cooking competitions, did you? When I heard about that, I thought, that's something Peter would be good at. Oh, gosh. He'd love that cooking over the coals. He would love that. And big cast iron pans. I think he would like a gypsy vanner horse more. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for this week, Alina. That is plenty, Glenn. We will see you, or we will hear you, or you will hear us next week.